0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a GAU Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they just
2: sit there and talk about sports?
1: Yeah, and we got a little sports to talk today, like James Harden's still a turd. The Texans need a cast of thousands to hire a new coach.
0: Let's do this. It's a Tuesday on the Blitz. Diabolical! Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And The Blitz is on for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in, 713 713 780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, that Degenerates975, you can text the show, know the number for that, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and it's a Tuesday. Usually you guys are in a bad mood, don't be today, we're going to have some fun. Because it's a Tuesday, why not? Tatton, hoffman. why not yeah
3: sports is happening i guess yeah sports some stuff some sports uh, and some stuff i'm
1: i'm a little curious why you're not on the uh texans committee to find a new coach and a new gm
3: no one asked me to be a part of it to be honest hmm. not one single person said you know whose opinion we value aj hoffman
1: I think you'd have more insight than, say, Andre Johnson. I, I don't
3: know that I would, honestly. I, I don't know that I would, but I, I, I can't have much less than him, I'm assuming.
1: I had to turn down my invite just because I have too much on my plate you, right you're now. You're a busy
3: guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't uh I, I, I guess he he feels like he's he's got enough of a voice that he should have a say.
1: Well, I mean, I, I like... The fact that Cal McNair is actually going to listen to some people who know what they're doing. Um, like Tony Dungy and, and Jimmy Johnson are guys I respect. Rod Graves, I mean, those are those are good names.
3: Uh, here's, here's what I'll, I'll be honest about it. Like, it. Is, is Andre Johnson demanding a black coach or a black GM? I, I, I don't know what he's demanding. What, what's he want, Aaron? What's, what's Andre want? None of us know. Do we have, like, quotes from him?
1: I don't have any quotes from him, but if I'm taking a shot, I'm thinking he's going to say it needs to be a black coach.
3: Well, I, as you know, I successfully predicted that the Rockets would hire a young black coach. You guys heard that, right? Yes. Um. The let's see, it says here. Uh, no, I guess there's not really a uh, there's not really a. So maybe maybe we're overreacting. Like the fact that Andre Johnson knows, but it, 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 maybe it's just rumors of people saying that he he wants to hire a black coach. I don't know. I don't know that... I'll be honest, at this point, the color of a head coach means so little to me, and honestly, it should mean so little to the team because this isn't an organization that's been like historically whitewashed. Rick Smith was the GM of this organization for a long time. Yeah. Uh, is is Rick Smith a black man? I believe so. Yes. I still he still counts. I mean that that's if you're trying to like pull the you've got to hire a black guy or this organization won't won't be happy or it's like the right thing to do that that has to be that has to be an organization that's been historically whitewashed and this one is not that.
1: Well, if if the black guy is Eric B I'm all for it. I am too. <laughs> I've been saying but, that that's but, the guy I want all along. But so. my
3: uh my like the first thing on my list of requirements is great football coach, not black great football coach. That's it, it, it just doesn't factor in for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh and if you're not familiar with who they have on their committee, uh I will tell you, Tony Dungy is on the committee. I also don't really understand why. Um, I, I think his his opinion is pretty well respected by people. I, I don't know that, but uh, I mean, what, it, what's his
3: involvement in the organization?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's the thing you're looking for people outside the organization to give you a different look that way. You're not listening to Jack Easterby. I, I mean, yeah. I think it's a good thing. I, I think outside analysis from people, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give Cal credit for this. I think it's a good thing. I, I think whenever you get somebody else's opinion that. You know, that's the thing I always bitched about O'Brien, right? That he always, he didn't want people with opinions. He wanted people who would do what he said. Well, I I want some different ideas and some different thoughts. And, you know, I, I mean, if you go and get the same old people, you're going to get the same old results. So I, I like the fact that uh, Dungey in particular, and then uh, uh, R.C. Buford, who's been GM of the Spurs since 2002, that's a different, you know, that's a group that knows how to win uh rod graves is is the third one and uh he's the he is the director of the fritz Pollard alliance so i'm pretty sure where his which his is, suggestions are gonna
3: well the the fritz Pollard alliance which is let's just say what it is it's designed to put black head coaches and g m s in around the league and, and
1: if you're going to if you're going to be serious about those candidates and that's a guy you want in the room and then jimmy johnson i still think I still wish Jimmy Johnson had kept coaching. I know things didn't go well for him in Miami, but I think he's one of the most brilliant brilliant men I've ever met. And uh, just you know, I think that's another one you'll get some great insight from. And then Andre Johnson.
3: I guess I did the Rod. I mean, I get the Fritz Pollard Association. Uh, Rod Graves. I just don't understand why. Like I, I, I do assume you're going to. You're. I, I guess maybe that's just on me for being like giving the benefit of the doubt that. Cal McNair's not worried about whether a guy is a black guy or a white guy when he goes to hire a coach. He just wants the best guy. Maybe I'm foolish to think that.
1: Well, I mean, that, that may be the case, but I, I don't think it, there's anything wrong with having a guy who you're going to say, hey, let's look at these minority candidates. But too. what do you need Rod Graves for to do that? I, I mean, I'm, I think just like you need anything else, just like these other guys, you want different perspectives. I mean, you're not going to let one of these guys pick your guy. Uh, I I I actually think this is, I, I'm encouraged by this, uh, you know, other than Andre Johnson being on there, which I think is just pandering to fans. But I, I do think you're going to get four really good perspectives from guys on who, who you could hire. And, you know, then you have to make the best decision still. I guess. But what, I, 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 I'm not going to rip him for this. I think I guess
3: what, what I think, the reason why it feels like R.C. Buford and Jimmy Johnson and Tony Dungy make sense is because these are three guys who have put together winning organizations. They know what it takes to do it. The other two guys just kind of baffle me as to why they're on the list. Yeah, I, I mean, and if it's only to pressure him into hiring a black guy, that doesn't make any sense.
1: But Rod Graves has been a GM in the league, and how you know, long ago? Uh, it's not that long ago, and you know he was pretty well respected. Now he didn't have a ton of success, but had
3: pretty. I mean, he was in Arizona. Was it when he was the GM? Right?
1: Yeah. I guess uh, didn't they have a Super Bowl team there? yeah so again i think uh yeah you know, I, like i said i i i think four of the guys on there are really good ideas and you know good for him because that's how you you know that's what he needs he needs some input from some people who have had winning organizations and been part of winning organizations so we'll see um you know i i I mean, I, I that the only one on there to me, Andre Johnson, just seems like, oh, well, the fans will want that. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I don't see where he has any great insight, but I, I, don't know. I haven't talked to him. Yeah. So the others, though, I mean, they like said Jimmy Johnson's a sharp dude, and you know, I, I, I mean, now he's, he's been a, out he's of been a champion. He's been out of the game for a while, but he's also been, you know, as much as I don't want a guy like that coming back to coach. From what he's seen from TV, I wouldn't mind having him say, you know what, this guy's offense looks pretty you – know, has been pretty good. What happened to that firm that they hired? Well, I guess they're still part of it. Corn Fairy? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't like what he was hearing from now. You know, I think that Jim Harbaugh – I get Jim Harbaugh. Like, wait a minute, didn't we hire a college guy last time on your recommendation? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know, but it, it's I, – I think there are times when – I mean, I've I've always ripped them for being so insular and just being one voice. I like this. It's and, a and, flat organization. Well, it was a flatter organization. Now it's just it's, it's not flat. It's been flat flattened. Okay. So, hey, you know, I don't know that it's going to mean they hire the right guy. That that's the other thing. You, nobody knows. And that, there's some kind of proven GMs out there that you could uh, you could go get. But I also think. Uh, You know, as far as coaches go, you never know. I mean, no matter how good a guy looks on paper, until he gets in there and gets into the organization, starts doing his thing, hiring his assistants. And like, I, like, I, Eric Bianami would be my choice. I don't know if he can coach. I don't know if he can be a head coach. I mean, he's been offensive coordinator of the best offense in football. But, you know, Andy Reid has a lot to do with that. But, you know, a lot of people respect him. To me, that's what I want. I want a guy who has been part of that. And, you know who knows who knows if it's going to translate to head coach. He may come in here and do the same thing O'Brien did and just hire all his buddies.
3: I mean, and any co- any guy any given night can can look like a bum. And you know we, what we do know is Eric Bieniemy's worked with a with a a proven established great coach in Andy Reid. Yeah, and you know there's a handful of guys in the league who have worked under coaches that I consider to be really good coaches, but. Look at Robert Sala last night, for example. The first half, yeah. all you're hearing is ESPN talk about this guy is the number one head coaching candidate in the league, the best, the best coordinator in the league. And then he proceeds to get his pants pulled down on TV. I mean, it, it's you never know what you're going to get. I mean, so much of this stuff depends. And Eric Bieniemy is a great example of this because so much of it depends on what talent you have in front of you. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator for. Probably the best quarterback that's ever put on a helmet in the last ten years, like or the it, like the the next great all time quarterback. We can all agree Patrick Mahomes we think is an all time great talent.
1: He's already accomplished more in his short career than than most players will. The, the, I mean, I,
3: I I shouldn't say the the best in the last ten years. It's disrespectful to guys like Manning and 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 Brady. But there are people who think that he has potential to to finish up better than those guys. So. For Eric Bienamy to have a bunch of success with Andy Reid on one side of him and Patrick Mahomes on the other, listen, when you get here and you're the guy in charge, there's no guarantee it's going to translate.
1: No, there's not. And, you know, but that's. I'm with you, though. I think he can. I I think it could work. I I think so. And I I believe so. That's not going to make it true. No. Uh, So I do think that. um, but but he would be my choice. But you know what? I, unlike a lot of people, if they brought in a really good defensive-minded guy who hired, like who like Matt Rule di- did hiring Joe Brady, if they could do if they do something like that, that wouldn't bother me at all. If you brought in Wink Martindale yeah. from Baltimore, you give give me some defensive guy who's had some success, and he says, "Yeah, the first thing I'm going to do is go get the hottest offensive coordinator out of college," and and sometimes it is the team you're on because. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was not a very sexy coaching candidate when he was with the Browns. No, no. <laughs> but he got to the Falcons. Yeah, had success. Got got helped get that team to the Super Bowl, and I think we saw in retrospect he was the reason. He was they the got reason to the
3: Super they got. Bowl. Not not Dan Quinn.
1: Yeah, and suddenly he's he's a coaching candidate. So I mean, I think a lot of it you and you,
3: now considered one of the best coaches in the league.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe not so much last night, but hey, that wasn't all him.
3: I wonder if they hire like. I, I, do you feel like they should hire a GM first and let the GM have some sort of say on yes, the coach? Yes, I do. I do, too, and I do. it seems like they just, there's not any concern about what order these guys get hired in.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of what they're doing, and I am going to talk to somebody who kind of does uh, in the next few days. Uh, but it may be that they hire them both at the same time and that they're both well aware of each other. Maybe so. Uh, now, now I did there was a story earlier this like week.
3: They could hire um, the Bogronzi guy in, in Kansas City. And hire Eric Bieniemy, right. two guys who have worked together. That would make some sense.
1: Yeah, and and John Dorsey actually came out and said if you were GM of a team, he would hire Eric Bieniemy. Okay, so that's another guy who he worked with in, in Kansas City. So, um, I mean, I, I think it'll happen. When it happens, it might happen at the same time. But you know, I'm I, I'm at least glad to hear that they're looking at other candidates, that they're getting people from outside to give their opinions and that they're not just, oh, Jack Easterby's going to peak the new G. Yeah, I don't want that. So I'm encouraged by this. It's like I'm encouraged by having hair again. And that's all thanks to Dr. Linville. And, guys, if you've been looking at that hairline, man, you know what? I don't really want to be bald. And some of you guys look great bald. In fact, most of you do. I don't think I was going to look very good bald. And I I was just getting to the point where I was going to have to shave it all off. And then I met Dr. Linville. I spent two minutes talking to the guy. I'm like, okay, I want this. Because all he does is take hair from the back of your head and put it where it's missing. And it's it's individual follicles. It's your own hair. It's the neograph procedure. It's not plugs. It's not something silly like that. It's your own hair. And uh, how about this? Free consultation. All you have to do is go to 975hair.com and take a look at his hair. Because guess what? He had it done, and his hair looks fantastic as well. And that's, that's all there is to it, man. And, and now's a good time. If you're, you're still working from home. And you don't want anybody to know about it? a lot of people don't. Well, go and get that consultation. Get it set up. Get it done. When you go back, everybody's going to be like, boy, you look different. You look so much better. What is it? I don't know. Just look better. <laughs> 975hair.com. Go see my man, Dr. Linville, today. 975hair.com. You
0: need to know your place. Because it's about. This is the Blitz on ESPN 975. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, the acting owner, I guess, of the Texans. Is he, he's not sole owner, is he? Uh Maybe I don't know, but he uh, has put together a committee to find their new coaching, uh, find their new coach and GM. It's Tony Dungy, Jimmy Johnson, Rod Graves, legend Andre Johnson, former team of mine, and longtime Texan great, and RC Buford. And uh, at my sports update says that's a strong group. I'd assume that's the case. I'm pumped <laughs> yeah. to see. I don't know who a couple of those guys are. I guess one of them is a Spurs owner. Yeah, or uh, CEO, Spurs CEO or owner or whatever. Know. So I'm pumped to kind of hear. What they come up with, I'm intrigued because yesterday on Hammer Don, I learned from Michael Lombardi that there's outside groups that get hired by ownership to make the hirings for them, and it's like if that's the case, f-ing sell the team. Like if you don't even know who to hire in your own damn business, get, like what are we doing here? And now, listen, I assume there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come after me for saying that, but you run a billion-dollar operation, and the people that are going to generate your product should be people that you say okay to. You shouldn't be hiring an outside firm that potentially works for your competitors, by the way, who are hiring the same people. And maybe they pay that firm more than you do, by the way. I mean, there's that's just an interesting move. But I guess that's what happens whenever teams just get handed down to people and they kind of lost interest in the farm. So Mm -hmm. we'll still run the farm.
1: Who was that?
3: Pat McAfee. Oh, I disagree with. I I, I think that knowing what you don't know is powerful. Like it's if you're a guy who thinks you know everything about everything. Well, that those, those guys that's Bill O'Brien. That that's what Bill O'Brien was, a guy who thought he knew everything about everything. I think Cal McNair is pretty self-aware of the fact that he's he's not a a, a lifelong football guy. That's
1: not his bread and butter.
3: I mean, I don't know what his bread and butter is. I I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. it was being Bob's son,
1: having that mustache.
3: But it, I I do think that it's a it's you're a lot better off Knowing what you aren't in the right position to do, otherwise, like Jerry Jones is a guy. That's the that's the all that's the opposite. Jerry Jones is the guy who thinks he knows all the answers. He knows which coach is right. He knows what GM is right. He knows what players are right. That's not what I'm looking for in an owner. I want an owner who is is smart enough to put people around him who know about the things that he doesn't know as much about. And well, I don't know that, I, they, that this whole long you know five person list is is necessary, and you've got to hire some firm as well I don't know if all that's necessary, but I think it's good to to admit what you don't know and and bring in help when you need it.
1: well i mean I, I think that that works in life, man, or it should, and yeah, there's some things with this with with this website that we're working on that you know i I don't know how to do them. I I don't know if it's the right thing to do. What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to people who do. And, you know, that's, I think that's everything in life. If you don't know something, then uh, you find people who do and you get their advice. And sometimes you take it, sometimes you don't. And I think uh, in this case, and like hiring a firm, trying to make it look like you're running a a billion dollar business, you kind of are, but it's kind of the people who you have there that are running it for you. And that's where you want to make sure you get the right guys. And, and again, I I think outside perspective is never a bad thing. You know, because you're going to get – you don't have to listen to them, for one thing. And a lot of guys don't. They'll hire search firms. And, you know, now, I also think without really knowing much about Cal, but you and I know who all the candidates are. Yeah. I mean, it's part of our job. And uh, Well, I don't know who all the GM candidates are. I I mean, there's a bunch of them that we've thrown out there, and we'll go over a few more later today. And Lance knows a bunch of them. But it's not that hard to figure out. And like I said, I would go, okay, here's the organizations I would go look at guys from. And, you know, that doesn't mean that those guys are going to be any good or that we're going to make the right call on it. But at least I want somebody from a winning organization that people speak highly of. And you know what? There are people, that's their job to know all those guys. So maybe it's not a bad thing to talk to them. And I kind of wish McAfee would learn, you know, that whose job is really what before he starts commenting on them being there. It's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 713 780 ESP injury number, 713 780 3776. I would we all agree, though, that what they've been doing hasn't been working. Yes. So why not? You know, Can't why not hurt. something different? Um, I'll grab a couple of calls real quick, but uh, just a quick shout out to you. Uh, I was trying to come up with a column idea for this week. Mm -hmm. So I took an idea of yours and then I made it better. I did give you credit, but you brought up sitting Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year. Uh So I wrote a column about that and, you know, used some of your points, gave you credit. But I also said,
3: I don't think I even get credit. I think Lamont is a guy who brought it up to me yesterday and I was like, "That's actually pretty smart. Well,
1: you brought it up on the show, so I don't, I don't know. I gave you credit, so you can credit Lamont. But uh, I took it a step further. Okay, sit Tunsil too.
3: I wouldn't have a problem with that.
1: I mean, why why do you want to risk your two franchise cornerstones? No, no Those are your highest paid guys. So if you're going to sit Watson, sit Tunsil too. Yeah, that's the column. It'll be out. I don't know if it's out already.
3: And and you know I was discussing this with someone yesterday. Think about this when you're when you're trying to hire a coach, and everyone's saying, "Well, Lance was saying yesterday, well, you want you want whoever the GM is to look at this as a winning organization. So you put put Deshaun out there." Now imagine sometime in these last four weeks, Deshaun gets hurt. Let's say he tears his ACL again. You know, knock on wood that that doesn't happen. But we, we were discussing yesterday, what's a better job? Uh, the Chargers or this job? Like, the Texans, if Deshaun Watson is blown out, that it, it makes the Texans literally the worst job available. Like,
1: yeah, well, it depends on how, how Deshaun but, Watson is worse than the Jets. Yeah, but look, it talks about how blown out he is. I mean, if well, if, if
3: he's if he's out for it, Listen, if a guy has his third blown ACL in, in five years,
1: it's been more than five years, years. The first one was in college.
3: OK, so six
1: years. Uh, this is his fifth year in the league, isn't it?
3: Fourth uh, year. Yeah. And he had it. When did he have his blown ACL? This is his first year. OK. Yeah. So if he has a third one in six, seven years, that's becoming a problem, right? Like, you start to worry about a guy's long-term viability with those. And we're not talking about, like, pulled hamstring or, or something or a broken finger. We're talking about a blown ACL. Uh, if that And even the fact, like, looking at this job and saying, yeah, I'll come in and coach a team with no quarterback next year. Sure, I'll have one the year after, but I've got none in the first year. Like, well, like but if it job had, less appealing.
1: If, 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 and you've had these surgeries. Guys recover from them a lot faster. I mean, he, he'd probably miss four to six games if it happened this week. At most, but you know,
3: but how long before he gets right and now does it happen again?
1: Well, I mean, what the, the problem would be, you got a new coach putting in a new system. At what point of the system season would he actually be back to being Deshaun Watts? Right. Because he'd have to relearn everything. Um, But anyway, I I mean, I've kind of come around that I would do that, but I would also sit Tunsil and I wouldn't risk him and they would both have, uh, you know, like groin injury, hamstring, uh, squeeze in one call real quick. Philip, I think, has been on the longest.
3: Yep. What up, big Philly? Go, Phil. How you doing, Fred
4: and AJ? I just wanted to call and let y'all know that I love y'all show. I'm calling from, uh, Philadelphia, uh Pennsylvania. And, uh, I just wanted to ask y'all a question about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because, I mean, I'm from Houston. I love... Well, I, I did love the Texans, but um, not anymore. But anyway, so Pittsburgh, do you think that's a real team in AFC this year,
3: or is that just a joke? Uh, well, this is a uh, big subject for me. I don't think they're a joke. I, I don't think that. But I think some of their problems got kind of exposed yesterday, and I've been telling people for for, I guess, a month now that, This team is good, but they're not best team in the league material. Like they're, I mean, they listen. Eleven and one. I don't care how you get there. You're a quality football team.
1: Well, and and every one of the every good team has bad games. We saw it. How the Chiefs had a bad game Sunday and damn near lost the Broncos. Uh, And and but overall, body of work I've been saying all along. I still power rank the Chiefs and the Saints over the Steelers. Yeah. And. And I mean, I, I went through... Does it. that mean... That doesn't mean they're phony. It doesn't mean they're a joke. It just means I don't think they're as good as those.
3: I went through it a while ago. I, I mean, when I was reading off the offenses and defenses that they've played and where they rank, and I mean, it was like 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. I mean, it was...
1: It, well, even when they played uh, one of the really good ones, there were a bunch of guys out. Yeah. So...
3: And then the, the when they played the Ravens, the Ravens put up a bunch of numbers on them. I, I mean, it, it's... It, they're, they're good, but they're certainly flawed, and... I I don't know I I, th- I guess I think they're less of a Super Bowl contender than a lot of other people do like I I you know I I probably I'd, after what I saw at Buffalo last night I probably I think Buffalo's better than Pittsburgh I think, I think those Tennessee those, might be better than
1: Pittsburgh. yeah I don't know about that I mean I I mean Pittsburgh already beat them once and I, I don't think Tennessee I'm talking better.
3: about as far as a title contender well I, I, I'm not talking about head to head yeah like match matchups. Buffalo
1: I might have on their level but not Tennessee all right so. I mean, remember where Tennessee was a year ago? Yeah, I just, I I still, I think part of that was they had a perfect matchup against the Ravens, first the Patriots, but then the Ravens, and they had a good run. Uh, I don't don't know that they're... I think part of it is their style of play works
3: late in the season.
1: It does if they get a lead. But if they get behind like they did against the Browns, they're dead. And I think they're going to see better offenses this year than what they saw last year. Buffalo's offense is no joke, man and, and they won
3: last night and that was a pretty good defense that they torched.
1: Yeah, it was. And thankfully uh Stefan Diggs got 18 fantasy points so I could win my last fantasy game Congratulations. to can, to uh, lock up the number 1 seed. And you know what happens to me every time I have the number 1 seed? I'll lose in the first you round lose. of the playoffs. Yep.
3: All right guys, I got to tell you about pajama gram. Uh that's also known as pajama gram. You want to impress the lady this season? How about a little something that will make her comfortable. How about for once you stop thinking about yourself, you stop being selfish, and you get something for her, all right? Something comfortable. Going to keep her warm, going to keep her cozy, going to compliment her body. How about the Tempting Touch Pajamas from Pajamagram, made with micro velvet, literally the, the softest fabric in the whole wide world. It's, it's proven by scientists. Uh, irresistible to wear. They beg to be touched. She's going to slip them on after a long day, and she's just going to melt away in them. Uh, You'll love them, too, because they ain't bad looking. And they've got a lot more than that at pajamagram.com. There's going to be something for your gal there or or even, you know, something if you want something for your mom or your daughters. they got something there as well. Uh, Right now, when you order today, you're going to get a great bonus free gift packaging. Oh, that that saves you a lot of headache. Uh, Get these Tempting Touch pajamas. Get your free gift packaging today before the deal disappears. Go to pajamagram.com. Fast, easy Christmas delivery, guaranteed. Pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ from ESPN ninety seven five sent you. No one not regular. No one not regular. Ooh. No one not regular.
4: No one not regular. Ooh. We're no regular. We're no regular. We're no regular. We're no regular. ESPN. 9, 9, 9, ninety
0: seven five. This is the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman,
1: and we're back on the Blitz. Rainman says, "How many Texans
3: fans would sacrifice their firstborn to be eleven and one right now?" Well, if you were eleven and one right now, Bill O'Brien still be here.
1: Yeah, so I'm. Um- might hold off on the sacrifice. I I certainly wouldn't. I'm keeping my firstborn. Let's, uh... And he's just all right. (laughs) Let's try Mark. What's up, Mark?
3: Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing sports. Mark, what's up?
4: Uh, Hey, everything good, man. Hey, I just want to welcome the beard back today and stuff. And, uh, considering, you know, Houston is a good city to work. You know, you know, the good, uh, good (laughs) Houston team... But uh, one thing about Watson, Watson and uh, this uh, new receiver, I think uh, they're gonna be really good and stuff. Because uh, one thing they are good with the fantasy things. And I want to. Uh, one more question is about my astro man: Is Springer gone and Brantley gone? I think they're out there.
3: Thanks. Uh Springer, yes. Brantley, I don't know. Probably. Uh, I think they're both probably on the on the way out. As far as. Uh, James Harden. It's funny. Uh, you know, I, I was listening to Josh's show today and Josh, I, was, I, I had a, a whole thing planned about this uh, when, when, you know, but of course, Josh comes on before me and he stole my notes and, and <laughs> did my, my segment. But I, it's I, I don't you know, sometimes I get to be I told you so guy because everybody gets mad at me when I say things and they don't like what, the, what, what I'm saying. But I told you guys for a long time this James Harden is a is a he's a loser. He is he is he a good ball player? Yes. Is he a winner? Is he a champion? Is he a guy you want to build your franchise around? I still think the answer is absolutely no. And if it's not clear to you now that the answer is no, I don't know what it'll take. I don't know what it'll take because now he's pretending like he he they can't build a franchise here. There's not there's not a there's, right. there's not something in place that's good enough for him to win, even though he handpicked the guys they brought in to play with.
1: Yeah. Everything they've done here has been for him around him. So if there's a problem here, it's him, it's him. And yeah, I, I, and you've been saying this for years that you can never win a championship with him as your best player. And I, I, I think that's true. Um, I'm not going to call the guy a loser because he's had some success in the league, but is he a champion? No. Is he a guy Who's ever going to win a championship? For him
3: to act like the Rockets are are, are not a, a uh, an organization capable of winning for any reason other than himself. For him to blame like other parts of the like, listen, they they built a system literally for him. Yeah, they brought in everybody he asked them to bring in. They got rid of everybody he asked them to get rid of. At some point, there's got to be some personal accountability.
1: Oh well, he doesn't have that. He's never going to have that. He and and. I mean, just the kind of player he is—he's selfish. He's about himself. That's all he's ever been about. Uh, and the fact that he's just now showing up today, when he's off in strip clubs and everything else, the the guy's not committed to being a champion. This is why, like, when and you look that's at the, that's that's a real issue. He doesn't he doesn't have the commitment to be a champion. When
3: you look at the two guys in this town that you know everybody's hopeful will will bring Houston to the promised land, it's James Harden to Sean Watson. And you see Deshaun Watson going through what's got to be the most frustrating season of his life. And what he said on Sunday was, you know, I'm just tired of losing, but I promise you we're going to win here. And he's like, again, let's face it. The Texans are such a mess. They are such a mess. And none of it is because of Deshaun. Where on the other hand, the Rockets have been pretty close. They got to a Western Conference finals. Twice. Twice, yeah. Uh, and, and then to sit here and say, like, you want to play for a winning organization, how about you make an organization a winner? That's the difference between those two guys. Like, Deshaun is committed to making this organization a winning organization. James just wants to win. Uh, and that mean, if that means, you know, Go, leaving tomorrow? Fine, I'll leave tomorrow. And, and Josh brought up the good point. That, that, the thing that separates this, and, there, and I saw people on Twitter saying it, it's no different than LeBron. It's way different than LeBron. Uh, LeBron drug a team of hobos to an NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron But your
1: Harden defenders will say, oh, but that was the Eastern Conference.
3: It, it was. It was the Eastern Conference, but it, they also went from having the number one pick which was him, to being an NBA Finals team on his watch, despite the fact that that organization was clearly inept. Uh, bad coaches, bad GMs, and, and you, you could tell that that was the case because the day LeBron left, they were back to being the first pick of the draft. Right. I mean, it's, right. it was no mistake. Like, LeBron said, you know what, I, I've done everything I can do here. And hell, LeBron even went back later and still won him a championship. It's so different than LeBron Because LeBron didn't get to to Cleveland and say, all right, I want my hands in everything. I want to pick my coach.
1: I want to pick my my teammates. I want to... Well, he... he, Well, he picked coaches later. I mean, later in his his career, he's picked pretty much whatever he wants. Sure. At the time, though, he he wasn't picking these guys. If he was,
3: he wasn't picking very well. Drew Gooden and Anderson Varejao, the best guys he could come up with. Uh, I mean... James Harden has had he's had Hall of Famers on this team. I mean, he's played with Hall of Famers next to him. If they're not winning, it's no one's fault but those players. The Rockets have in I don't think the Rockets are some brilliant organization. I, I've I've long said that I think Daryl Morey's reputation is better than Daryl Morey. But this is not some raggedy ass franchise. Like they're they're willing to invest money. They go out and make moves. This isn't the Cavaliers. This isn't the Sacramento Kings. This isn't the Knicks, who are just a, a, an abortion, basically. This is a pretty well-run franchise that's given him a lot of tools to do what he needed to do, and he's done none of. And then he turns around and acts like, "Well, I want to play for a winner."
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you can't say, "Oh, well, I can't win here," because if you can't win here, the only place you're going to win is with LeBron, or maybe with the Warriors. He'd send him off to Brooklyn. He's not going to win with Duran and in Kyrie. He's the problem. And he's been the problem. And do you think no matter where he goes, he's going to want to be the ball dominant guy that he always has been? Because that's 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 what he wants. He wants to put up numbers. Well, I mean, and that's, that's and that's thing. why it didn't work with Westbrook cuz cuz you know Westbrook kind of <laughs> tried to you know basically defer his game and James didn't. Do you think KD and Kyrie are looking to uh, give up shots? No, but they. But it's just like anything else, though. I, I'm sure KD, because that report came out that he'd love to have Harden. I, I'm sure they're looking at it like, man, if we got this guy, we'd be we. You know, and Harden was a different player when he played with KD in Oklahoma City. He was a six man, and I, I think they're probably looking at, oh, if we had this guy, we could be championship contenders, and then. It's it's just like the woman you marry who's so hot, and you think, hey man, I don't know why guys keep dumping her, but she's really hot. And then you're married for two days, and you find out why. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen.
3: Rod says, "What about Durant, Warriors? It, this would be a similar thing. I mean, it sounds like James is looking for a uh, he's looking to go somewhere where it's basically he's just going to be on a team that's going to win." That's what yeah, KD but did, but he
1: still wants to be the, the the guy who handles the ball and and scores sure. all the points.
3: And that's what that's what KD did. And I think people lost a lot lost a lot of respect for him. And that's that's more apt to the situation than what LeBron's was. LeBron, I mean, KD went to a team that that just knocked him out of the playoffs. I, I mean, he went from a team he, he had a pretty good team in, in OKC playing with another Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, but he wanted to make sure he got a ring because that's what these guys care about is their legacy. Like, because if you if you don't have a ring. You're never going to be considered truly one of the greats.
1: Yeah, Kate, I, I, I don't know that Harden. I don't know that he cares that much. I mean, I, I know what, what you think he's he wants to be—Karl Malone, I, and I Charles think, Barkley. I think he's ready to get out of here because, uh, you know, he created a mess, and now the only way to get out of that mess is is for him to be traded. But I, I don't know how much he wants to win. I mean, if I don't think he's got the commitment of guys like Steph Curry and LeBron James that have done the things that they've done, have accomplished what they've accomplished. Uh, that Tim Duncan did, that those guys were great players who loved the game. And that's the difference between Watson and Harden. Deshaun Watson loves playing football. Deshaun Watson wants to be great. And he's going to do what he has to do to be great. I don't think James Harden does. I I don't think he cares enough. He kind of wants to just fall into a title. He wants to wind up on a team. Where he can still be the guy, but there's enough good players around him, and they win a title, and he can say he did it.
3: Well, and, but he does want to have that. He wants that badge because nobody wants to be the best guy in the league without a without a ring.
1: I, I don't. And think I,
3: honestly, I don't know if he's the best guy without a ring anymore because now Giannis is a two time MVP. I mean, yep. maybe he's in that
1: discussion. No, well, I, I think he is. I mean, but uh, not just in the discussion, but I, I think he is that guy. But I, I don't know that. that I, I don't know what motivates James. You know why I don't know? Because he's. He's not a guy who who sounds like he wants to be well, because a
3: he's emotionalist when he loses and, and
1: when he wins. He just he's got you know, and I don't know that it's. I, I just don't think he cares. I think he likes making a lot of money. I think he likes scoring a lot of points. That's what I think he is. Doesn't bother him when they, you know, miss twenty three three pointers in a row. Yeah, just like oh well. Hmm.
3: Well, and here's the other thing. Like, this is what's what's rarely talked about with LeBron. LeBron James took less money than he could have made in the prime of his career to go play with other good players. Like, And he, James isn't looking to do that. He's not looking to take a discount somewhere. He's like, it's, still, it's still about those bucks. Yeah. And if it turns into a win, great. But yeah, I think James is tired of being laughed at for being a guy who can't win and he just wants to grab onto some coattails and win. And, he, you know, maybe...
1: Maybe See, thinks, I, I don't even know if it's that. I, I think he just he realizes that they chased off the coach, who let him do whatever he wanted, yeah. and, and this isn't going to be the situation that he wanted to be in now, and he, he wants to go somewhere else. And he's using that. Oh, I want to go someplace where I can win. Well, you're at a place where you can win.
3: Well, it's, he's also maybe starting to realize that people are people are onto this game of oh, it's uh, we didn't win because of this, we didn't win because of this guy, we didn't win because of this guy, and then all those guys are gone, and you're the only dude standing there on the court. It starts to be like oh well maybe this is why we're not winning and he's he's looking for a way out looking for a uh yeah i think he's he's looking looking for for a way out but i
1: I don't think he's uh i I honestly don't think a title is what he really wants i don't think he cares i I don't think the guy loves basketball enough quick break it's a blitz on espn 97.5 92.5 G'day, mate. This is Sam Windsor of the Houston Sabercats. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
0: You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman.
1: And we're back on The Blitz. Get Lamont on real quick. He's been on for a while. What's up, Lamont?
4: Hey, man, I got a couple of points, man. Uh, I ain't gonna hold you guys up, uh, but one, uh, it was me that uh, brought up the question to uh, uh, AJ about sitting uh, Deshaun Watson. But I'm glad you guys expanded it uh, to Tonsil and uh, other key players. Uh, two, uh, uh, I heard Fred say that uh, you know what this committee that they, they, that they that they were doing that you know you know they're doing something different and you know involving uh outside people but you know the Texans done done that before with Dan Reeves uh uh back when they uh got Kubiak and when 2010 2010 when they was about to get ready and uh 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 fire Frank Bush or, or whatever his name was they brought in uh they brought in uh uh Bum Phillips and uh the quarterback that everybody loved uh Dan Passerini and, you know, look for some people. But my main point is, the bridge into that, you know, I'm seeing everybody all, you know, all orgasmic, all orgasmic about this committee. Uh, you know, they put together uh, with Dan, uh, uh, not Dan Reeves, but uh, Jimmy Johnson, Andre Johnson, uh, and, and Tony Dungy. And I'm like, uh, you know, man, uh I, I just really don't get it. I just really don't get it. I mean, you got football guys, and, and, and from what I'm reading, these guys are supposed to be the people that's going to go out there and look for uh, uh, a GM and a coach? I mean, I guess in my logic, I'm thinking that you hired a GM, and a GM hires the coach. In other words, AJ, if you can help me right now, uh, if uh, Lance was to leave right now, would you go get me? Uh, DJ Holly Grove, and some other uh, uh, person right now that listens to the radio a whole lot and, and say, hey, I want you guys to be a part of uh, 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 hiring my staff. It don't make sense to me. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. It, it, it's, it's a whole bunch of a uh, lot of good names, but that doesn't make sense to me. It seems like it's still more the same. That's all I have, fellas. And
3: I'm out. All right, man. Yeah, I will say this, though. But like I said, it, 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 if you I don't know if those are the right guys, but it is. I think it's it's wise if you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're looking for in a GM to hire someone to help you.
1: Yeah, I, I and I disagree. I, I don't think it's more the same. And I don't think it's quite a fair comparison, because if if Lance left tomorrow and AJ were going to hire somebody, uh, I guarantee you that there would be phone calls to guys like Dave Tepper and people you respect to to ask around. And that's, and I guarantee you that's every, anybody who's any good at a business does that. And I said, there's, there's a lot of people that I get advice from on, on stuff that we're building right now. And it's, it's not just about hires, but it's things that, Hey, you know what? This isn't my strong suit, but it's this guy's strong suit. So let me ask him. And, And, you know, I, again, I don't know why Andre Johnson's on there, but I, I do respect the other names on that list. And you know, again, it doesn't mean it's going to work. And yeah, I'd brought up Dan Reeves before, and that's that's where Kubiak and Rick Smith came from. So, uh, I, <laughs> you know, if they just hired Rod Graves and Jimmy Johnson, I'd probably be okay with that. You know what? Here's Here's these guys off the committee.
3: Yeah, they're
1: hired. I'm pretty sure Dan Reeves was hoping he would get hired when he was consulting. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know? I'm sure that's what he thought in yeah. his mind. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, you know, if I come in here and consult, and, um, you know, yeah.
3: Total Dallas says you don't need a committee to go get Enemy succeed or fail. That's your Watson coach. As soon as the Texans miss out on him, the next coach is going to be behind the eight ball. I don't know. I think there's other guys. Yeah, there's like, some I, good- I watched Brian Dayball last night with Josh Allen, and uh, sure, I will say he's a, he's a Buffalo guy. Like, that's where he's from. I don't know if you could pry him away, but – I mean, if the guy has if he wants to be a head coach, look at what he's done with Josh Allen. I mean, it's it's pretty wild that. And now, mind you, Lamar Jackson won an MVP last year, so it's not. A, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's decided. But in year three of that quarterback class, that was widely you know regarded as the best in some time, with Mayfield and. Uh, Darnold and Allen and Rosen and Lamar all going in the first round. Josh Allen's the best one of those guys right now, today.
1: Well, and, uh, that Greg Roman in uh, in Baltimore. In Baltimore yeah. It's another name that, I mean, I think there's some really good names that are going to be available. I, I think, and I've said all along, I, I think Eric B. Is, is would be my top choice, and I think he'll be their top choice, just whether or not they get him. And who knows, maybe Andy Reid decides after they win another Super Bowl, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. He's the new head coach here.
3: And he, uh, trust me, he'd want to stay there and, and work with... Uh, yeah,
1: with, with Mahomes. Yeah. But Tyler earlier on Twitter brought up a name. So what about Joe Brady? I, I think day one, I brought up Joe Brady and said, hey, if you want, a, you want an offensive guy, I mean, look what he's doing with the Panthers who, are, who have nothing. I mean, they're throwing Teddy Bridgewater and P.J. Walker out there at quarterback. And their offense is... And McCaffrey's missed most of the season. That's a dude that if you hired him... And said, hey, come in, bring that. Up, bring us some of that offense. Now, that's a guy I'd also say, I, I need a veteran defensive coordinator who's been a head coach on that side of the ball. But that could be your Sean McVay right there. I, I wouldn't hate that at all. And, and I hope that that's a guy they're looking at. So, 713 780 esp injury 713-780-3776. And uh, <laughs> Freezy says, P.J. Walker's an XFL Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. He was uh, the only undefeated quarterback in the history of that league. And Rain Man says, I got to say Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I, I, I mean, apparently there's five teams have reached out to Harbaugh. I don't know if that's his agent trying to float stories so that he you know, doesn't get fired. But I, I think the bloom's a little bit off of Jim Harbaugh after what's happened at Michigan, because, you know, I mean, his NFL tenure was pretty short. You did get him to a Super Bowl, Probably should have won if they'd run the ball with Colin Kaepernick at the end of the game. But I don't know that I'd want him as a head coach in the NFL right now, especially when I just failed with a college coach. Yeah. So, um, so this is a DC for the Niners would be a good pick. I mean, he's done a, a good job. I, I, you know they've got some injuries this year, but yeah if you're just comparing coordinators eh, they'd probably take Brian Dayball over him based off of last night but yeah I, I know he's a he's a respected guy he's been here uh, also a defensive coach I do think if you hire a defensive coach there's a couple guys I like better
3: Aaron you you've got to, uh, this is something I've never told you but I need you to know this going forward as long as we're gonna to work together never send me message board things about me. <laughs> That's what we were talking about
1: during the break, know, about finding ge- old I hate. I get it.
3: I get it. Don't ever do that. All it'll do is piss me off and make me go back and say, hey, idiot, you remember this? I don't need that in my life. Let let uh, clutch fans be clutch fans on their own. I I, I figured can, you wanted to dance on some graves. They can all think I'm a big, stupid dope, but at the end of the day, and and listen, three years from now, they'll they'll forget that I told them so on this, and I'll be back to a guy who doesn't know anything about basketball. That's how it works. But right now, I am I told you so, guy. If you're a Rocket fan who was riding James Harden this whole time, I told you. And you probably thought I was a hater. And you probably thought I was an a-hole. But I told you. And I was right. So now, for at least a little while, you all got to stop pretending like I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I knew more than you, buddy. I knew more than you.
1: You know what? Just send those guys to Baylor Message Board.
3: Baylor Message Board, guys. Same way. Yeah. Where's Art Bryles now? <laughs> told you. <laughs> it's funny how many links <laughs> pop up when you just type in AJ Hoffman hate on Google. I don't, yeah, uh,
1: Not surprising. Hey, I'm going to do that on the on break. I kind of want to see. I That's wanna... the
3: big knock on me is I'm so negative, but I feel like I'm not that negative. It's just that there's a lot of negative stuff that happens in this town. You never heard me saying, oh man, I, I'm so tired of the Rockets or the, of the Astros uh, in 2017. I didn't even do any complaining about them. You know why? Because there was nothing to complain about. Well, I guess now you could complain. I don't even complain about that. I don't care. I only complain about these organizations act like they don't know what they're
1: doing. Well, I think you're right about a lot of stuff, and people don't want to hear that. But I also think sometimes you you like to step on the grave a lot, and that makes it come off as a lot more negative. Well, yeah. It's like, you know, not only is, is a guy not MVP material, he's a piece of garbage. Comments like that. I mean,
3: when I told you guys this organization's going the wrong way with Bill O'Brien, nobody wanted to hear it. And then fast forward two years, and everybody's like, "Bill O'Brien's the worst thing to ever happen to this organization." Well, I told you, I told you. you back then, I was a hater.
1: Man, well, I kept giving, hater. I kept giving you scenarios where you could make it work, and they never did any of them. And you know, I, I think I'm like everybody else. I, I would have gotten rid of the guy two years ago. But if I owned the team and he came to me with that Hopkins trade, I would have fired him on the spot. I said you're not capable. Well, he would have never been my GM. He would have had to hi- hire real coaches. But <laughs> yeah. Well, he's dead now. So we can dance on that grave all we want. Quick break it's a blitz on ESPN 975925.
0: ESPN 97 Five.